Hey, it's Dan here. If you want to hear this episode of the Backchat Podcast without ads and get extra content that no one else gets, head to backchatstudios.com.au where you can sign up as a patron and access all of our bloody good merch. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. I just wanted to get life back on track. And for me, after what had happened, uh, a full recovery was, okay, we planned a wedding. We've got, that's got to go ahead. And I need to go back to work. Now, work was different, but I just... That to me is making a full recovery. So yeah, after that last game, a function we went to, which was like after winning a premiership, the victory room at, but uh, what is it now? Marvel, it was Eddie had at the time. That's when it dawned on me when I'm looking down while I was interviewed, had over a hundred guests there that night, seeing family and friends, but also some of the emergency service teams, some people who were involved and injured, some people that lost loved ones. Um, to see those people and see the happiness that that night had brought to them is really special and a really like privileged position to be in because that wasn't my focus. My focus was to just get our lives back together after what had happened. Footy clubs are one of the great levelers, whether yeah. whether they be loss, whether it be ups and downs and form, whether it yeah. be mood, relationships, whatever it is, being around footy clips are one of the great levelers. So given you've been through life trauma um, and what you'd been through in your footy journey, I know almost the answer to this question. You're not just walking into that team because they feel sorry for you. Footy no. club's a footy club. <clears throat> Who's your coach? Who's the coach at the time? Well, that has to, you, have to get, you have to get a game. They're not yeah, just going to play you because you're Jason McCartney. Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. So it was, an innocent, like it was a really interesting period because our coach, our longtime coach and mentor and Dennis, he'd left at the end of uh, 20, that was it, 2002. He left the end of that year. So he'd gone to Carlton. So, well, it was the end of, yeah, it was 02. So, um, Danny Laidley is our coach. So, first time senior coach. And he's dealing with, well, first and foremost, I didn't know. When Mick and I went away, we've come off this really successful era. And with a new coach coming in, Dennis has gone, club probably moving in a different direction. Mick and I didn't even know. Mick's 13 games short of 300, two-time premiership player, one or two BNFs, we didn't even know if we're getting a contract. So that's the unknown of an off season. Now they give me a contract. They don't even know if I'm going to survive. They gave Mick the ass, which is hilarious. <laughs> and Mick went to Carlton, played 13 games with Dennis coaching. And I remember him carrying his mum on the ground. He's 300 through the banner and he did his calf. And I reckon he only played half a quarter, but he got the 300. Massive contribution to the Carlton Footy Club, Mick. He'd be one of their all-time greats. Not. But he got the 300. But, yeah, but Lades' coach is dealing with uh, – well, they give me a contract. They didn't know to survive. Mm. They certainly didn't think I'd ever play again. 
but I'm just so grateful they gave me the opportunity to, to still be on the list. But it was the game against uh, Carlton with Lades coaching against um, Dennis. So that was before I returned. The game against the Crows. Wayne Carey playing against North Melbourne oh. for the first time. That was that year. That year. And then you've got me trying to get back and play again. So that is a lot to deal with in your first year as a senior coach. Yeah. So, um, yeah, thankfully I got there. Like it was round 11, I think. Like as we all say, I'm pissed off. I reckon it should have been a lot earlier. But anyway. <laughs> you did your calf, old a, boy. Yeah, I did. It's old man. I did. It's um, old man well, the old, the old man syndrome on the calf, it's because I had some decent shrapnel wounds as well and there's a whole bone <laughs> yeah. in my calf so but it is an old man's injury but um that that was one that it's funny you mentioned that because that was probably maybe three weeks before i returned ultimately the afl and that nearly derailed the whole thing because i knew i was really close uh you're just that desperate to get back by this stage and then you just think the whole world is conspiring against you like i it it was a a poor me, why me moment. I'm sitting at home, Narissa's having to put up with my bullshit, but I'm going, Jesus, this, I've missed out. I haven't played, in, been at clubs or won premierships. I lose one. I, who gets rubbed out in a prelim and misses one? Who goes on holiday and buddy gets caught up in a terrorist attack? Like <laughs> now I'm trying to get back. I'm nearly there. This happens. It's not meant to be. They can all jam it. I'm finished. I've had enough. And thankfully she was really supportive and, I think she might have spoke to Anthony Stevens and Glenn Archer and even my mate Husey. And once I settled and got, they sort of put it all in perspective, going, geez, uh, I reckon you've been through a bit worse than a calf injury. You're going <laughs> to let this derail you. And um, yeah, it was amazing. Within a week or so, I was back playing. And that's when I was crystal clear that, that whenever it was, I'd, I'd play and finish up. So yeah, I had to earn the right, um, which is, I didn't want to be gifted again. Yeah. It's, work really hard to get back and um ultimately you just wanted to go out and perform and it's about the team so i just wanted to win that night like i think playing richmond that night friday night's obviously big in the afl big in melbourne we were probably two of the higher ranked melbourne clubs at the time so it was a really important game so yeah you wanted to earn the right and then you wanted to you know hopefully be able to perform and like the game was pretty remarkable like once again i talked about those late 90s grand finals and not much rotations well certainly starting on the interchange bench there was very limited rotations in the early 2000s so <laughs> i spent the whole first quarter on the bench <laughs> i i knew that um, i knew that i'd probably get used as a forward and i had the gloves so in the warm-up i trialed a new pair of gloves and they're magnificent for marking the set shot, that's just a bit too sticky. <laughs> so thankfully I reverted to the ones I'd been wearing all season. So there was still a bit of grip, but it was a bit easier to kick. Like if you're back, it wouldn't matter. You just handball it, so you'd be right. Correct. Take 12 intercept marks and away spoil. you go. Yeah, strap, spoil. strap it into a fist and just yeah. run around like that. But then I, I came on at quarter time and uh, I'll never forget it was the, uh, so it was the Southern end there at, um, at Docklands and it was the Richmond cheer squad end. And they stood as one and applauded. And I was like, I've never had that. <laughs> and it worked well because I think I gave away two free kicks and maybe had one kick or a handball. I got you. Third quarter, what did I do third quarter? Maybe another free kick or two against a point, nothing much. Three quarter time. And it was only, um, we'd had our leadership meeting on the Friday morning after team meeting. 
And that's when I told the other leaders that win, lose or draw, I'll be finishing. Right. So they're the only ones that knew. And I'm going in there and I'm thinking, shit, I haven't gone well here. I'm going to be back on the bench. <laughs> Thankfully, my name was still up there. Um, and early in the last quarter, David King kicks one forward and I got in front and marked, kicked a goal. And I was absolutely shitting myself lining up for that one because the glove again, although it was the older ones, I knew they were a bit grippy. Um, but that went through. And then very, very late in the game, I think we we're down by a couple of points and I was able to, the glove come in handy again, ground ball, hold my opponent back and it was like Velcro. <laughs> and I've got swung around in a tackle and I've dribbled this wobbly punt that went about six metres and people say now, oh, it would have went through. It wouldn't have. <laughs> it would have been, you know, they would have scooped it up five metres short. But Lee Harding, um, Lee was super quick as a player, but even quicker running towards goal. And he just swooped on it and scored. And ultimately we held on, uh, I forget now, two or three points we, we won by. So it was, um, it's just so, like to go through everything I and we went through and then I look at our wedding day and how perfect it was. And I look at how that return game, how it panned out. And it's just like, I just couldn't have scripted it to be um, that way. It was like an absolute fairy tale.